Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in a new week, a light day across sports today. Of course, you got four on the ice, the NBA, four on the wood, and college basketball just 16. So, while well, plenty to do, we'll still get a ton of picks and avalanche here on Sharp Money. But a big show, Will Hill is going to be joining. Of course, VSIN contributor, should have bet more podcast, Jonathan Von Tobel, which is interesting because that is a cross section, not of just VEASAN programming, of course, JVT and Tim Murray, VEASAN primetime after Sharp Money, but of course, the weight loss contest with the big guy, which we will address. And speaking of which, Steve Fezzik makes his triumphant return, professional handicapper. He's got a lot of great notes today. We're going to go through some advantage betting strategies. And Steve Fezzik is the person that I think we should have. He's a numbers guy. We should have locked down how the weight loss contest is going to play out. So, of course, we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas at the D. Just a few things. We're going to start with our Sharp Money Survivor. We have a new contestant. It is a Monday here. If you want to be involved in Sharp Money Survivor, remember, you can email the program. Sharp money at vsin.com. It is a contest where if you're a vsin pro, you can get on and give us your picks and you survive. You pick till you die. So we had last week, our buddy survived Monday, busted out on Tuesday. We reset every Monday here on Sharp Money. This week, we're going to have Michael Baldessari from New Hampshire, a VEASAN pro. Looking forward to that. Videos today, family, Bobby Stanley, PicksWise, the prop king. He's got a play for you. Aaron Halterman, uh, a little petite as far as the conversation around Halterman. I don't know what's happening right now, but crickets. He said a day off today. I'll text him here in a bit because Halterman, the plus money prince, hasn't showed up. He said, I'll be back tomorrow. We look forward to it. Got the new AP top 25 poll out. College basketball have a new number one. I've got a ton from the weekend. That was a hell of a weekend of college hoops. We'll get into that. And also I've got one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven. I've got seven or eight things we can look to as the NBA season plays out its final third. And we'll get to those coming up in just a bit. So plenty to do as we say hi and open up a new week. We head to the D downtown Las Vegas and say what's up to the big guy. He is Dustin Sweetelson. What's cracking? I haven't even looked at the new AP top 25, but I know who's number one. It's Nelly because he wrote a song about it. Yeah. Would you like to sing it? Yeah, I am number one. No matter how you like it, take this down and write it. We'll confirm that later in closed tabs. Very well done. Now, remember, we rank over at vcin.com slash picks. There's a standings page. And I wonder, is Thomas Gable number one? There's no way he can't be right. He was perfect over the weekend. He did. He did send over a pick today. Thomas Gable. So, again, just to reiterate, he's part of the family here on Sharp Money and, of course, vcin. But he runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. He doesn't bet the plays. He literally sits down every morning because of his book, Handicaps the slate of college hoops and send us over plays on Saturday. The picks page was loaded with Gable seven plays seven and oh yesterday one and oh weekend for Gable eight. No big guy. It's a hell of a job. Well, how about yesterday American in the Patriot league, which I guess is wide open. Everyone just assumes Colgate the last few years go on the road at Colgate when outright is 13 point dogs. Yeah. It, he said I should have bet the money line. He texted oh. me that yesterday. I was oh. like, what was it? Five to one has to on be. American. But he was it, Gable was seeing the board and he's so humble. So I'm like, TG, you're on fire. He's like, thank you, my friend. I'm like, you're making people a lot of money. And I just want you to oh. know we appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. He was seven and oh overs, unders, dogs, favorites. He was killing it on Saturday into Sunday. God forbid I go on a 7-0 and run. You'll never hear the end of it. Every phone call, every text, every tweet, nothing but that. I'll, I'll, I'll log back into my Snapchat, start Snapchatting that I'm 7-0. and Is Snapchat still a thing? Uh, it's funny you mention that. Um, I do still have it on my phone. It follow accounts here and there because, you know, uh, there's, there's not a lot of rules. there, not a lot of regulation, kind of like court storming in college basketball. Sorry, too soon. Um, and uh, I noticed that it suggested a friend for me, a young lady who I've never met, but we're social media acquaintances. And I decided to add her. And I can tell you I got the ad back within uh, two minutes. So I feel like that's a good sign for your boy here to slide in those Snapchat DMs. Congratulations, big guy. Big, big start day. to the week for Dustin Sweetelson on Snapchat. And he mentioned the court storming. I'll, I'll be very clear. It's just kind of like talking about officiating in the NFL. I have no take on court storming. It seems like it should be illegal. Then again, it seems like it'd be fun as a college student. So that's the end of the conversation. The fact that social media and people want to wrap up airtime talking about storm, what storm chasing? I was going to say court storming. <laughs> it doesn't even, honestly, it's like, the NFL conversation and it's the laziest narrative. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but when you're talking about and bitching about officiating when it comes to the NFL, this is a handicapping program and network. Here's what we need to do. We need to find tendencies amongst the refs and use that to our advantage, not just throw it out in the ether that refs stink. Of course they do. It's our job as sports bettors to take their inefficiencies and try to find an angle, whether they're an over ref, an under ref, what a home favored ref. Whatever it is, that's what we're supposed to do. And that comes off the heels of a big win for Wake. So Wake gets off the bubble and should be in right now. A win over the weekend where Filipowski got hurt. 
because the wake students and the way the game played out towards the end, the wake students rushed the court and whether or not it was Filipowski or whomever that initiated the contact. Uh, look, I understand it's sensationalism and it's a fun thing to talk about. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't know what we can do as a betting networks. I just said it should probably be illegal because it's a matter of time that somebody's going to get pummeled or it's also seems fun for a bunch of 18 to 21 year olds to storm the court and enjoy college. That's my take. My take is I don't have a take. I also would like to point out the people who want to police it in a way where it's, well, if you're the favorite or if this team's in the same conference as you, why do we have to set stipulations on fun? If a bunch of people want to have fun, this is America. Last I checked, you can have fun whenever you want. Factual is America. You know what's in America? Houston. And now Houston, it's its turn at the top of the AP top 25 in men's college hoops. The Cougars moved to number one for the first time this year. Of course, a good couple of wins over top 15 teams. They had Iowa State at home, an overtime win over Baylor over the weekend. They play in the best league. There's a reason why the metrics and the numbers people like Ken Palm has had Houston at one the whole entire year. There's a reason Thomas Gable, who works in obviously booking over at the Borgata, has had Houston at one. And then we bring coach Matt McCall, Chattanooga, UMass, and he's like, hold on a second. He's a coach. And he's like, yeah, I, I kind of like, you know, I prefer Purdue. And then I also prefer UConn. Well, you take a look right now. Purdue obviously got right against Michigan and Rutgers after the loss at Ohio State. But that loss at Ohio State, it shows, right? And that's what odds makers have been saying. It's like, dude, we see cracks in all of these tiers, and that includes Purdue. And then UConn moves down to number three after last week. I'm an idiot. I said they belong in a tier by themselves because they came off a 28-point win over Marquette and swiftly went to Omaha and shot to the Counting Crows, got their asses waxed by Creighton because they couldn't hit a three. And now they're number three in the AP Top 25, big guy. That's just the way it is. This is a fascinating year. It's upside down. It really isn't a dominant team. You can probably start parsing and say those three, Purdue, Houston, and UConn belong in the tier by themselves. But again, Auburn legit at home. We're finding this out with a lot of college teams this year. Legit at home. Go on the road. It's just an absolute death march. So that's where we stand right now. Houston one, Purdue two. Of course, UConn falls to number three right now. Tennessee is very good basketball team. Number four, Marquette aforementioned got beat by 28. They're five. Arizona, number six. Arizona just lost at home to Washington State. Washington State promptly turned around <laughs> and went to Arizona State, a 500 team, and got wax. So is Washington State legit? I ask you. Kansas, outside of fog, can't really do much. They're number seven. Iowa State, we just talked about Iowa State because they went to Waco. Excuse me. They went to Houston, the Fertitta Center, and got beat. North Carolina, they're a game up in the ACC, but they've been up. They've been down. They're number nine. And Duke just lost to Wake and may have lost a player. It could have been worse. And they're big because of the court storming. So that's the top 10. Auburn on the outside looking in. 11. Creighton, who we just discussed, sitting number 12. Creighton, we thought they must be legit because they beat a team that's in a tier by itself. And UConn, Rick Pitino, when scorched earth on his UConn team, said, we can't even we can't even pass the ball. Literally bounce passes are foreign to my team. Completely ripped apart his team name by name. 
swiftly turned around and beat Creighton by a billion. That's college basketball this year. And your boy here only likes to take long shots. And I had Creighton 30 to 1. Don't feel good about it. Can I tell you a long shot I also don't feel great about? I don't know if you saw what New Mexico did against Air Force the other night, but at home, lost outright to Air Force. I think my New Mexico tickets are completely dead. I need to desperately find some long shots to back because of what you said. You can't trust any of these top-tier teams right now outside of UConn, Houston, won't say Purdue, I'll never say Purdue, and Tennessee. Yeah, but your Purdue thing is shtick. It's not shtick. Matt no, Painter, it's 100% shtick. Matt Painter's never going to win a national championship. Oh, you mean the pit where their narrative is nobody can go to New Mexico and beat New Mexico at the pit, and here comes an academy <laughs> at 9-17 and 17, yes. Air Force and just absolutely beat New Mexico <laughs> at the pit? Yes, I do. I understand exactly what you're saying, big guy. I got, I got to find some long shots. I'm thinking Kansas 20-1 to 1 feels too long for Kansas, but is that Kansas really the brand name Kansas? It feels like TJ Maxx Kansas where you go to buy a polo shirt and the polo like has an extra leg coming out or something matchups tonight you got a good one baylor tcu that's the best on the board miami acc at north carolina west virginia kansas state if you're into that type of thing we're back with college hoops there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, 
Sports Betting Network. All right, are you a VEASAN pro yet? Did you know that our next guest is up like 16 units? Cha-ching, VEASAN experts. Put them to work for you, including Jonathan Von Tobel, Mr. Vegas. Sign up. For a VEASAN Pro annual subscription for $199, you're going to save $41. Typical price, $240. All you have to do is use the promo code SHARP. You get everything we offer. Remember, use that promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for $199. Sign up today, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So there's a lot of drama as we welcome you back here. SHARP Money presented by DraftKings. And there's a lot of shtick because as Dustin notes, In my notes today, it's the ultimate fatness competition, I believe he called it, because we have we're getting healthy here on Sharp Money and VEASAN Primetime, host of VEASAN Primetime, along with Tim Murray. Jonathan Von Tobel joins the show and we're going to get into there's a lot of controversy and I have notes on this weight loss challenge we'll get into. But first, let's start here at me, JVT on Twitter. I don't know if you heard it, but I made a case. Obviously, I'm not going on on a crazy limb. Eight to one to come out of the East for the Knicks. What what I like about what they can do. OG, obviously, just an absolute elite defender. But if you do get Mitchell Robinson back, so you have rim protection. And then I don't know what's happening with Julius Randle. You can tell me. But I love when Bogdanovich and DiVincenzo and Brunson are on the court together because it's great space. And you can just let my guy Brunson cook and kick. Tell me why I'm crazy. Uh, I don't think you're necessarily crazy. I I guess it would be the way the bracket breaks down for them, right? You know, you want to avoid, I think, that Celtics part of the bracket. And given the injuries, it hasn't really helped that they've slid a little bit here. And even though they didn't have OG Ananobi and Julius Randle out on the floor on Saturday, it's quite the gap that you got to make up between you and Boston, right? And even if you take them, like we're talking about, what, to win the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals again, you're talking about 8-1, to 7-1? to Eight to one. It, it, yeah. When you get into an Eastern Conference final series, let's say you make it all the way there, how much are you really saving from a price standpoint against the Boston Celtics? So I, I think that there's a case to be made. And you mentioned Mitchell Robinson. I think one of the biggest strengths that you didn't mention of his, he's a great offensive rebounder. It's what this team does very well, generating second chance opportunities. I mean, hell, on Saturday, they were getting second chance opportunities with like Josh Hart and Dante DiVincenzo uh, crashing the offensive glass. So it's going to be a strength of theirs. And you do have to wonder two things. It's only two games, but is this Bucks turnaround starting to get real? Because they looked really good defensively in each of the last two games, and they've looked a little bit better on offense. And is Joel Embiid coming back? Because if those two things happen and are real, then I still think that this New York Knicks team is up against it, even at full strength with everybody coming back. Okay, smarty pants. Four and seven for the Sixers without Embiid. There's no guarantee he's right. coming back. And I got to talk to you about your team, the Clippers, last night, who I don't, they didn't post without your boy Paul George against Sacramento. And again, Everything, even with the depth and shooting, they need the three of them. And that's the tenuous piece to the Clippers winning a championship. It's a two month grind in the postseason. George has to be healthy, Harden, and Kawhi. We saw that last night. Yeah, I, I think so. That's uh, like I've talked about before. It's the caveat when it comes to Los Angeles Clippers, and it's a fair one. If if they're going to be healthy, they can win a championship. And I think that's totally reasonable if you want to be hesitant about that. Uh, you know, having said that, I mean, we did see them last year right in that first game in the um, playoffs before he went down. Kawhi Leonard single-handedly led this team to a game one win over Phoenix, and it looked like they were primed to be the crap out of the Suns before he injured his knee after game one. But I think that overall... 
it is very true that you're going to need Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to beat some of the best teams at the top of the Western Conference. Oklahoma City is awesome. Um, Denver is obviously the defending champions and is a very big team. is absolutely fantastic. Minnesota, obviously a very big team. You need as much as you possibly can. I would say absolutely. Now, if you're drawing conclusions after one game without their second-best player on the floor, I'd say that's somewhat flawed considering that they went through December all the way up until last night as one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, and we could talk about some of the uh, criticisms of the uh, the past of some of these players, but I think overall, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you need your best players out there to win a championship. Just so you know, with the attitude, the guy sitting to your left, he's the one that hates you. I love you. I think you're great. Well, you're just always giving me attitude, and I'm over here just trying to prop you up. I don't want to take the low hanging fruit. 16. It's too easy. Well, that's a big piece of fruit. You know what I'm saying? That's a juicy mango over there. It's a lot of carbs. Um, did you Did you guys see the Clippers rebrand story? Hell okay, yeah. here's what I will tell you. The Clippers, when I left in 2019, Los Angeles to go to Vegas, really didn't matter in Los Angeles. I've come back and Balmer's made a difference. The rebrand looks awesome. They're getting their own arena in Inglewood. It's going to be very progressive. Like the Clippers have a little buzz in town, which I think is good. The Rams are and eh. the Chargers couldn't matter less if you put them on the moon. It's still Dodgers, Lakers and USC and everybody else. But the Clippers got a little buzz here, JVT. And I don't know if you saw the unis and the rebrand. I think it looks sweet for the Clippers. Oh, yeah, I did. No, they look great. The uniforms are awesome. Like, I like the color scheme. Bringing back the red jerseys, which is absolutely fantastic. I think one of the, the lost pieces on the new uni is the nautical lettering on the side of the uniform, which is actually LAC, which looks kind of cool. Yes. Uh, the logo looks good. And like the fact that you're steering into the name. I think a lot of people before today didn't even know what a Clipper was. Still don't. Right? So, like, the, the, the fact that you're actually steering into what your mascot is uh, is actually a pretty good thing. So, no, I, I thought it was tremendous looking at those uniforms. You don't know what a Clipper is, big guy? No, and the logo looks like the Illuminati logo, and the lettering looks like you just ripped off the old Chicago Bills jersey. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Cursive is a very rare form. It's uh, italics writing. cursive, and it's the exact <laughs> font that the Bulls use. You're a donk. With it Jordan. looks sweet. They got the they lowercase i with the dot over the top. And the Illuminati logo? You're to support the Illuminati publicly? So of course. Okay, you keep fading Steve Ballmer, okay? He's been successful. He'll be fine. Why? You're such a wet blanket. It's a big blanket, but you're a wet blanket. Well, he's trying too hard. I mean, it's again, he's trying too hard to get That's me. Like, yeah. And I would like, you know, I'm trying not to, but it's 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 really easy to just tear down any argument. So I don't want to I don't want to make Dustin look too you, bad. You guys are acting like they unveiled the, the teal grizzly jerseys. No, they're they look fine. good. It's a good they're it's fine. a good uniform. It's better than what they've got right now. For sure. The logo right now stinks. It's an, out here it's an looking for big, con- out here looking for big country Reeves like. up yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. JBT wasn't even born. Don't even know what it, Vancouver look up was what a, a clipper thing. is. What is a clipper? It's a it's a sailboat. It's what they it's, yeah, remember they used to be in San like Diego. A, it's a yeah. navy boat. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, <laughs> last night I was dialed in. Uh, I'd say this Jokic guy has a future. So he's minus one sixty to win the MVP. Uh, he decimated the Warriors in the second yep. half. A historic run. They were listless heading into the break. They're very much not that. And I'll tell you the player that stands out to me when I watch the Nuggets. Like, I don't know if it's because of what Jokic does with him, but I feel like Aaron Gordon is a 
player that literally every team could use in their starting five. He's tremendous. Yeah, and especially if they're going to use him properly, right? I mean, to your point, how he works so well is first off, he is absolutely great in terms of his size. He gives you a third six foot ten guy in that front court. So you have him, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic, all six ten or higher, uh, to go ahead and, and rebound effectively. He's awesome off ball, and he knows his role spectacularly. He's a good cutter. He's a good rebounder. He he was their missing piece, like he literally was. And I think. For those who don't remember, guys, remember when they got him originally? It was the year that Jamal Murray tore his ACL. They looked like this. They looked like the best team in the NBA. Jamal Murray tears his ACL. Injuries tear them apart. And all of a sudden, you know, they go out and I think got swept by the Suns that year in the second round, if I remember correctly. This has been a long time coming, man. And Gordon was the piece that they really needed. He's been tremendous. And of course, right, he was, what, a third overall pick? We know how talented he really is. And they're you're using him perfectly. And it's funny you said that because when you started the question, I immediately thought, I was like, I hope he's talking about Aaron Gordon. The guy's great. And the low-key thing about really? this, too, Patrick, is, you know, there's a lot. If you look at the numbers for the on-court, off-court stuff for Jokic, it's really bad when he's off the floor. But the sneaky thing that the Nuggets have done and what they're going to do when they get to the postseason is play Gordon at center. And when he's at center, those numbers are equivalent to them statistically when they have Jokic out there. It's not that he is Jokic. It's just that they're statistically very good when he's out there filling those minutes for him. So when those rotations shorten up, those worries about, hey, what's going to happen when Jokic is off the floor? A lot of those are going to be fixed by Aaron Gordon playing the five when Jokic isn't playing this at center uh, when he goes on the bench during the playoffs. You know, he's he's one of the most integral pieces they have, uh, maybe outside of Jamal Murray, but you can make the argument he's the second most important guy. And Murray was awesome last yep. night. The And Gordon, Gordon's so good defensively. See, when he was picked number three overall, remember, he was just a kid. He was so young and he's so athletic. I don't think he was used correctly in Orlando. I don't think that's going on a limb. He's not going to be a guy where you just put the ball in his hands and say create, but coming off screens and driving to the basket with Jokic's brilliance, it's awesome to watch. Dude, and then you see the little flashes. Was it game game five or game yeah. six of the NBA Finals when he just took over at like a 20-point game? Yep. He was like hitting from all over the floor. Like he's he's very, very important for what they do, and he's been incredible. And obviously, again, like I think he he was like the piece. He unlocked everything that they needed. Their, their ability to dominate on the glass, their ability to share the ball and move around, have multiple guys who could finish like he's one of the integral pieces for them. Absolutely. Conversely, the Warriors, it's kind of a mess. Like it when you start blitzing Steph and he you just take him away. Like can Draymond Green try another harder like pass? Like he's so sloppy. The team's frustrating to watch is the way I'd put it. I mean, I disagree with that. They're 11 and six in their last, what, 17 games. Then that ties in with Draymond coming back from his suspension. I think yeah. they're better than where they're at, but they're not close to where Denver and some of these other teams are at the Western Conference. So I think they're a good bet to make the playoffs still. If you're talking about like plus 110, plus 115. Uh, and again, a winnable series potentially in the first round if they run into OKC or Minnesota and make it to a semifinals. But I think that's probably their ceiling. So it appears I've slow rolled the shtick enough when we return. Drama. Legit drama. And it starts with that big lug to the right of my screen, Dustin Sweetelson. What a sandbagger. Sandbagging was invented by the guy in purple. That's Jonathan Von Tobel. We're back. Sharp money. <laughs> This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings and DraftKings right now, a no sweat bet. 
up to a thousand dollars oh yeah DraftKings nice work here's how it works if you're a new customer all you do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app deposit five dollars and get a no sweat bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet loses download the DraftKings app use the promo code VSIN V-S-I-N when you sign up DraftKings Sportsbook the crown is yours Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome you back on a Monday. Hope you had a nice weekend. Following Sharp Money, of course, is Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel. And we're lucky enough to have Jonathan Von Tobel, who's grinding. He comes into studio. What a team player. Now, speaking of teams, you've got to pick a team when it comes to our little weight loss challenge. Are you on Jonathan Von Tobel's team or the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson's team, or are you on a team of your own? Because here's the great news. JVT proactive fired off a tweet to Bill or a text or an email, something to Bill AD and said, Hey, can we get the listeners involved? Let's all get healthy. And Bill AD said, not only do I love that idea, if they're a VEASAN pro, I'll give them a free year for extension. And if they're not a pro, I'll give them a free year. So we're going to figure out how to work you into this. But you see some of the rules for the ultimate fatness championship. I'm going to start here. Opening weights. Dustin weighed 377. I've always said he carries the weight well, so that's a shocking number, but he doesn't look like he weighs 377 pounds. He did gorge before the first weigh-in. Mm. Now, here's the one that is freaking wild. Jonathan Montobel said he weighed 300.7 pounds. All we got was his little toes on a scale. We, I think he was holding his son, because if you were to ask me, what do I weigh, Patrick? I would have said... Eh, 255. You weighed 300 pounds. Is this legit? Yeah, a lot of muscle, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I texted Dustin when I said it, right? I was like a lot heavier than I thought. Yeah, but t- 260 was the number. I thought I was like going to the highest level thinking 260. I think we're just we're very similar body types where we, we, we unfortunately and luckily, we're still big, but look lighter than the actual weight we are, which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, no, it's legit. I was butt yeah. naked too, except for the socks. Yeah, well, we, we saw the toes, which is gross, but cool. Um, that now, socks on. The, 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 don't lie. That sucks. It's all, it's all good. Uh, now, the sandbagging part. And this is where I got to call both of you out. So Dustin is hyper competitive. And Jonathan, I get the impression you are as well. So Dustin, he, he literally went to the trainer like three straight days. He even took a free training Five. session on Friday. Did you tell him? So he's going hard. What? Did you tell the trainer? Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the Brazilian trainer. Yeah, yeah, he told him. I think the guy's shady, but we'll get into that in a little bit. (laughs) But when I asked you to set a number, Mike Samich came on the show Friday and said he would had you minus two fifty. You said you had Dustin the slight favorite. You're lying. Look, Look, okay, again. I did that because Dustin has help. I'm doing this on my own. He's got a personal trainer from Brazil. I guess that makes him more potent as a personal trainer. Um, he's got somebody like in his corner, like I'm assuming diet, right? Pers- part no. of the personal trainer. No, he's just helping with the with the the, the weightlifting. Okay, so weightlifting, all sorts of stuff, all that kind of thing. I'm going on now. Look, I will say, and I think this works in my favor. I've done the dramatic weight loss thing before. Like in my past time, I was as high as 320, got down to a buck 80. Like I've done it before. Wow. So I think that gives me an advantage that Dustin does not have because I've been on this journey before and I am very competitive, but I figured the advantage of having somebody to walk you through this every single day was enough to give Dustin uh, the edge there, but don't get it twisted. And I will do this just one time. I will wipe the floor with Dustin here. He does not understand what he has started. 
I am very much a guy who walk quietly, carry the big stick. I will destroy him. I will win this thing with ease. In fact, set it. At, you can set a spread. I'll cover it. I don't care. Dustin has nothing on me when it comes to something like this. I might not look like it, but I've done it before, and I will do it again, and I will crush Dustin in the process. So this is the only time that I will get fired up about this, but don't get it twisted, Patrick. I have the utmost confidence in the world that I will destroy your producer here. That's it. Let's go. Twisted steel and sex appeal with the bomb. Dustin, your retort. That was like a WWE promo. I needed that so much on a Monday. Oh, my God. Here's the deal. The oh, only boy. reason I said he should be favored over me is because I create enemies because I am a true psychopath. Like you don't you don't want to get in the mud with me. You don't want to compete with me because I'm a killer. I'm a psycho. I will come after you. And when it comes to this, JVT throwing out this challenge woke up the killer. The killer's back awake and I'm here and I'm going hard. So I have to create fake enemies. I know I'm going to beat him. But in order to help motivate myself even further to go for the full kill, I have to out say no 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 jvt should be the favorite i'm the underdog because as long as you have the underdog mentality there's always something you're chasing a hungry dog runs faster that's what i am here (laughs) (laughs) that was so much lamer than mine we do it was so so bad uh we do have breaking news uh bill ad our fearless leader has checked in and i don't know if it's a pun but he's on team jonathan von tobel wow he just texted me jvt a heavy favorite. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Laugh. Alliteration made me laugh. Here's the thing about the big guy. And I've known him for a long time. He's an emotional person. He's pretending like, hey, I'm doing this bit for the show. He is a legit psychopath. I, I think we have a contest that now remember, we've got some rules. Let's throw the rules up and Dustin, maybe you can help outline. He is going to he will literally fast for months to beat you. Dustin, let's lay out some of the uh, the guidelines here. Yeah, so that that's that's part of my problem here is like I go a little too hard at times trying to find a happy medium. But as long as there's a prize at the end, don't worry. The final day check in, I will be victorious. So we're going off because I have more to lose than JVT. So we're going to do a couple check-ins with some prizes along the way. Maybe not a steak dinner like we planned on doing for the big end of the uh, September contest where we'll have a big steak dinner at one of the places here in town on the line. But basically, whichever one loses the highest percentage of weight between now and September 5th is the victor. However, we'll have one first check-in April 15th, uh, end of the NBA regular season. The second check-in July 15th, MLB All-Star break. There will be prizes awarded there. One of us maybe owe a dinner or something like that. And then at the end, it will be an extravaganza as football is back in our lives and we'll both be healthier for it. Uh, Update. Bill A.D. wrote, JVT is a heavy favorite. I responded while Dustin was just blabbering. I said, Dustin is too emotional. He has no chance. Bill A.D. wrote back, the single guy should have an advantage. Yep. And that brings us to the reality. Dustin, if you don't win this contest, you need to give up on life. He's got children. He's got a wife. He's got responsibilities. You have video games. So you say you have nothing. It was going to get real depressing. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the I'm thing. I'm your only friend. <laughs> it's true. So I've got have, this job. I don't have a personal trainer. What I do have is a wife who does her own. Like, she's very in shape and does it. And when I explained to her the concept, she immediately just looked at me. She goes, 
okay, we better win. And I said, yep, you got it. Oh, dude. We? Yes, we. Oh. I, I have the I have oh, the weight yes, of the Von Tobel family on my shoulders. I have pride here. Don't worry. It'll be easy. Hmm. Hmm. Dustin, I want to support you. But do you know how many weight loss challenge and diets I've been on a ride with you on and they always end up back at weighing 377? Yeah, but I do lose the weight for the contest. It's just after the contest, right. it falls apart. Now we have our program director checking in, John Goulet. His response, he is backing Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm done. <laughs> Quote, Jonathan, later, Dustin. I want you to hear this, you big dummy. Jonathan Von Tobel in a landslide. He has psychotic levels of commitment. Dustin will pull a muscle two days in and skip the gym for a month. <laughs> no, put your shirt back on. Right this here. Is right here. This is what you're getting right here. It's over. I'm winning this thing. See, this but is what, you're soft. Yeah, this, this he is just what, said it. You're hey. going to pull a muscle two days in and skip to this. Oh, no, this I, is what I, happens. I, right? I, hey, first of all, I, I, the guys I, who finished in second got to act loud and got to do the theatrics. I'm just here. Yes. He says the one who one challenged me, then two started off with the smack talk at the beginning of this segment. He wanted it. I gave you my one thing. That's it. I got it. How'd you enjoy that white cap? What are you wearing? Is that a wrestling get, like, it's, kit? It's a, it's a beater. What are yeah. you talking about? You think I'm wearing a singlet? This is quite a. If you can, we get a still of that on social. He's so weird. But Jonathan, you're right. He's barking very loudly. I'm barking back. I was attacked. What are you talking about? I'm a victim here. Jonathan, I'm gonna win. He's not gonna. enough said. He's not gonna. I'm gonna get liposuction right after the show. <laughs> now I will <laughs> say will. we didn't. I was gonna say we didn't really set those parameters. I like I asked really quick. I will lose fifty. I asked Kelly Bidlin if he wanted to do it, but he's on the O, so he had to he had to take it out. He was like, "No, nah, I'm on the O. PEDs. I can't do it." Hey Zen, I'm asking for a personal. I'll I'll pimp your product. Come back to me. And Dustin, we need Ozempic because you're screwed. I'm gonna win. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. 
Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on v the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour three on a Monday. What does that mean? It means twisted steel and sex appeal. Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. We'll get to his travails in a weight loss contest. And he's kept it off, my friends. That's the reason. He has a beautiful wife and a lovely son. They just went on a quick break. So we missed Steve last week. So we'll get into the contest the ultimate fatness championship with Steve and of course, Dustin Sweetelson. But as you sat down, first off, Steve, it's great to see you. Always love having you here. Your expertise, your notes are fastidious. We'll get to your notes in a bit, but you sat down and you said something very interesting. You said, you know, the VEASAN Invitational, which is Friday nights here on VEASAN with Matt Humans and Will Hill. It's the greatest. It's, it's our contest. It's so good. Humans did a great job putting it together. But you said specifically that Invitational is why sports betting is so hard to beat. Yeah. So it shows a snapshot of how difficult it has become. And Matt Humans does a tremendous job. And I, I mean that sincerely with what he's doing. And they as far as the field, I think the field is ultra strong. It's just very, very difficult in 2024 to pick winners. And the field is below 500 for the year, despite guys like Will Hill, who won last year. You know, literally, he's ready to fire Friday at 3 p.m. before the lines move. He's ready to lock in K-State plus two um, before it goes to pick him. And despite that work and diligence, the field is below 500. Does that mean they suck and they don't know what they're doing? No, it's just... They've run bad on Saturday versus other days of the week, but it's not 1998 anymore where the Allen Bostons of the world could go to jams for breakfast, have their egg whites, study the entire board, and then go and fire and pick 55% winners. It's just become much, much more difficult. So many guys, Patrick, betting very early in the cycle. Well, let's then take it to the common better, which is a lot of VEASAN's audience. What advice can you glean from that. You've been a part of the Invitational. We've got a bunch of people that are very sharp and they're below 500. What, what would you tell the common better off that news? Yeah. And full disclosure, I was in the uh, the football contest last year, I guess 2022. I didn't participate last year and I was below 500. And I think, you know, I'm going to go with the Brad Powers model at Brad Powers 7, where he just consistently wins year after year. He is ready to fire the second, the very first numbers come up. And I think he'd be the first to say, can he pick winners right before the game start? No. Um, the whole idea is like, hey, to win, you're supposed to be beating closing numbers. Well, how are you going to beat the closing number if you're betting into the closing number? And so get ahead of it. Try to bet as early as possible. And more importantly, diversify. So like Dustin has come up with some great props while I've been on on, on the show. And I think he had once um, famously that he played like over 36 points, rebounds, assists, and the dude went for 75. Wait, 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 was that Mike Williams? Who was that? No, that that one. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Yeah. It was like he his number was set at 24 and a half. I think he had like 49. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, double. I, I just think more and more that's the direction to go to look towards value is to look towards derivative markets and props and just beating sides. 
uh, can be very, very difficult. Having said that, I want to pull back the curtain. So Will Hill, I love Will Hill. At not the Will Hill, confusing on Twitter. But he was mentioning how he likes um, the dog, Miami, Florida, despite them being injured, despite them losing six in a row against North Carolina. I don't disagree. I'm walking over here and I stop in at the Gold Nugget. Tony Miller does a great job over there. Watch this. I see 14 and a half. Oh, that's a little bit of a rogue number. And literally while I'm staring at the board, what's this? I see the board go to 15 at Gold Nugget. Here's my little ticket. I got my Miami plus 15. Doesn't mean a wins. But Patrick, you introduced me as a handicapper, professional handicapper. I'm sorry. I'm really much. But no, it's not incorrect. But I'm really much more of a professional better. So that was enough to like between I was going to bet very modestly at 14. I've at 15. Hey, how much can I bet? Plus 15. Great. Well, no, but it's it's a good example because there are people that you trust in your circle of trust that if they hand out a play, this is what you do for a living. You're a better. You will automatically fire. Let's talk bookmakers, because I'm sure Steve Fezzik in pregame.com at Fezzik Sports. Don't fall for the fakers on Twitter. He's the snarky one that likes to have fun. You'll know when you find his Twitter feed. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, we posted a great clip that the boys on VEASAN primetime did with Matt Metcalf, who, of course, behind the book and Benson and everybody at Circus Sports. You even heard the shout out that Billy Walters gave Circus Sports on Joe Rogan recently. So great. And it's a very pristine name in the industry. What was it about? Maybe you can help the layman understand bookmakers, your relationship with bookmakers. And what was it about the Metcalf piece that stood out to you? Yeah. So I love Matt Metcalf because he is absolutely cutting edge. And so the typical bookmaker, let's say everybody is dealing a line and they're dealing um, North Carolina minus 14. All right. The whole world's in minus 14. I'm not saying that's the case right now, but what, as an example, and no one's betting the game. There's no action at all. So what Matt Metcalf might do is like, hmm. Let's do a little exploratory surgery here, if we will, um, especially earlier in the in the betting cycle. Let's just put the game at 13 and a half or 14 and a half. Let's experiment. Let's move our numbers around, not because of bets coming in, but because I want discovery. I want to see if somebody actually wants to lay that 13 and a half or they want to take that 14 and a half. And hey, if that's a documented winning better that is willing to take plus 14 and a half, then that, that's mad signal like, okay, I now I want to get on the dog side and maybe I'm going to deal a half point lower than the marketplace the rest of the betting cycle in order to um, take advantage of that information that the better has gleaned to me. So um, the, the bookmakers I respect the most are the ones that are moving on what they call air. They're moving when the market isn't moving, but they're trying to discover what um, at what price certain professional sports bettors are interested in investing in teams. How would you characterize, Steve, your relationship with bookmakers in Vegas? Poor. I would I would rate it a two um, because the problem is I run into all these again and again and again. The bookmakers like, well, Steve, I don't like you making a bet, taking a shot at me with a bad number. And my, my, my response is like, like, that's all I that's all I want to do is bet bad. Now, what do you want? I'm not going to bet into a number that's right if I'm making a bet. I should have the advantage. Otherwise, I'm not going to make the bet. I'm not going to make bets with negative expectation. And so, of course, I want to make really good bets, not just good bets. And because of that, um, I think, man, and to be fair, I'll use an example. The Westgate doesn't like me. And I respect this because I'll do stuff like a line will be moving. There'll be an injury and I'll play the first half and I'll play the game simultaneously. And I can see where they're going, that they're saying, well, you're really double popping us on the same information. 
But I would respond. I'm betting on the app, and I've got I got micro limits. I'm barely betting anything, anyways. So if I can't bet five hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, like the Westgate limits, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, like overnight, they're either zero or a hundred dollars. And so at some point, these what these bookmakers don't understand. This isn't blackjack. I can't just say Dustin Goodman, come in and play blackjack for me. They won't let me play anymore. I can get someone to bet for me. So if you piss me off enough with micro limits. It's just, it, it, Patrick, you know this. It's like it's simple enough for Pastrami or I to make some friends and have them bet for us. And and rapidly, there was a um, 20 years ago, people on the Blackjack Players Forum were talking about how great sports betting is because you never get backed off or barred. And that's all that's happening in the industry. No one is taking a bet from like 75% of the industry, at least. And it's almost becoming more important to have guys to make bets for you when there are good bets than to do the the, the proper handicapping. I can hear a better in Michigan that's just getting started saying, I'm confused. Steve, you're a professional handicapper. If you're firing into a stale line, that's gamesmanship. Why isn't it the books? Why isn't the onus on the book to correct and say, hey, you got a good number because you got to it before us? I think people would be confused by that. Yeah, because the the bookmakers, they don't want anyone to win. I mean, they're, they're all about hold percentage. And and some frankly, there's guys in the in the in the sports betting Hall of Fame that, in my opinion, they'll get angry at me. But I'm right. The experts would agree with me. Jeff Benson would agree with me. They're dinosaurs like literally. I could lay three on an NFL game. OK. And then later in the week, I would come and say, I want, I'm going to bet plus four. And they lose their mind. You're, oh, you're betting both sides of a game against me. It's like, are you kidding me? It, it, like if, if I went in and bought a stock and I bought it at three and I sold it at four, would my stockbroker fire me for this behavior? I mean, come on. I mean, like you're setting a market. You should allow someone to bet into it. And and some of these these bookmakers, are, they're, they're in the dark ages. And I will give them credit, though. This whole um, enhancement of, of hold and same game parlays and promoting things that have much higher house percentage, I am A-OK with. I am fine with that. If you want to give the consumer something that they enjoy doing and you're making more money off of it, I am fine with that. You've been open about your issues, and it's a great book, The South Point, legendary bookmakers over there. You've been open about you know differences you've had. Do you, as a pro, and this is how you feed your family, do you try to make amends with bookmakers to get in their good graces so you can continue to fire, or do you consider it say la vie? I try to stay in good graces, and I try to, like, I'll use an example. The win is fantastic with me. I come on down, and, like, I would say once a year, my account gets locked up. And I go down, and I talk to Doug over there, and, like, Steve, I really can't, I really can't have you, like, playing the money line and the side on a game that's moving. You know, just play, pick one or the other. That's cool. And play the limit. And he's fantastic. And so and that's I really think that's the way to do it. By the way, um, South Point is a tremendous place to stay. Uh, probably the best value place in Vegas and the win is the best high end place. So, Hey, even though the South point doesn't let me bet, I still recommend them. And certainly the win as well. Um, Vegas gets a bad rap sometimes, but I think there, you know, there's still a lot of casinos that do it right. And at the five-star level, it's certainly the win. You're just a fascinating person because I think you're misunderstood. I think on social, you like to have fun. You consider this a game. You have fun. You go back at people but if you know Steve, he's such a great guy. And it's like, even with the bookmakers, with Chris Andrews, who's a great guy as well, 
is I just think you're misunderstood. It's it's wild how you, you know, he accused you in tournaments of betting stale numbers. That's an oxymoron. Those are the numbers everybody's firing into. And if I was playing that way and playing Dumbo bets, I could have bet 20 times the volume against the South Point and they would and they would have been carrying me out on their shoulders in happiness because I was such a good customer. Can't we all just get along? Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. He's got the five pillars of advantage gambling and questions from Dustin and I coming up next here. Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Steve Fezzik knows baseball is back. And what a great way to learn. Now, again, we're going to have our proper betting guide for baseball coming out, but we've got a primer out now. You can go download it for free. Did all the work for you. Spring training, of course, World Series futures analysis, how to bet on spring training games. We can ask Steve that coming back. Using sabermetrics and Major League Baseball betting. Download the guide for free at vcin.com slash guide. That's vcin.com slash guide. We are joined by professional handicapper on a Monday here. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. His name is Steve Fezzik. Of course, pregame.com at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. We're going to get to your pillars of sports betting, advantage betting. We have questions for you as well. But can you let the audience know what's happening during the break? Has Dustin has not stopped eating, Fez? For three straight hours, and he was pummeling some sort of candy bar during the. Break. What's a candy bar? He's not eating a candy bar. He's he's eating protein, so he's having like an energy bar. Um, the 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 issue is just that you know I, I, it, it's interesting because I'm I talk to Todd Wishnev about this all the time. We had the famous um, weight loss challenge, but I believe this is like remnants. Can you zero in on Eat this? It. This is, this is a it. peanut butter and jelly bar right here. Um, little really good crumbs everywhere. It's really good, Robert Irvine. Um, but it's just it's so difficult. My my take, which is what worked for me, I did like the Ramadan thing where I basically converted where I said, I'm not going to eat until the sun goes down because I'm just not good enough at eating salad and eating like, you know, broccoli all day long. So I said, I'd rather just not eat pound water until the sun goes down and then having normal dinner. Everybody's different, but that's what worked for me. We've got plenty of notes. Big guy, you're up first with your question for Steve Fezzik. Then we'll get to some advice he's going to give you for the weight loss challenge with Jonathan Von Tobel. But go ahead. Fire away, okay. big guy. So you mentioned the Westgate limiting you because you're betting using the same information for a first half bet in the NFL and a, and a full game bet. Um, my question to them would be is why are you posting a number that you won't take action on? I don't under I don't understand that. I, like, I hear this a lot. Hey, this person bet this and it's past post. Well, you left it up on the app. Why is it on me to police you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great question. And so I'm sure John Murray, who does a great job with the book, would respond that, well, Steve, you know, information just changed and our traders were just getting around to changing the number and you bet it and you beat us to the punch. That's fine. But do you, did you really have to rub it in our face by getting every single derivative imaginable? I mean, at what, at what point enough is enough? So LeBron James is, is out, right? So boom. All right. I bet against the Lakers. Then I bet the Laker team total under. And then I bet the money line on the team playing the Lakers. It's like, how many pops am I going to get at them until I'm taking advantage? I mean, I'd, I'd be the first to admit it's, it's an unclear situation. I, but then again, the fact that the app on most of these books is so low in terms of the betting allowed, I would say that that's really the cost of them doing business would be my philosophy. They obviously disagree. Casual bettors love futures. 
because it's a fun season long sweat. Can you help and we'll kind of put together the tenets of betting futures? Because you did mention in your notes, you know, fanatically following the futures market, specifically season win totals. But can you just give us an overview for casual better your strategy on betting futures? And is it worth it? Yeah, so it is worth it. Let's talk about the VEASAN baseball betting primer, which I'm sure will be absolutely outstanding. But I noticed the very first bullet is World Series futures analysis. So why is it that the case? Because that's what people want. So you're providing what people want. They want to bet a little to win a lot in the futures market. It's really fun. And I would advocate it. Absolutely. Go ahead and bet a few dollars on the teams you think are going to win or have value. Fantastic job. But if you want to take this seriously and invest in this, you're going to bet MLB season wins. And let me try to show off. I could fail miserably in this because I'm not sure I know them all. But why don't you guys query me? on a baseball team, pick a random team going into this season. The Reds. The Reds. So the Reds are they're lined right now. No notes. Can't name a player. Um, they're anywhere from 82 to 82 and a half season wins. If I had to, I would play under 82 and a half. I feel they have no pitching. They won a lot of games early in the year and they're in contention last year and they're ultra public with De La Cruz, etc. They're a very sexy team with very limited pitching and because of that, I would think that they're overvalued and they were the recipient of some teams being lousy last year in their division like the Cardinals that probably won't be lousy this year. So, But the point is, without being able to name a player on the Reds, I can tell you their season win number is 82.25. That's what they're trading at right now. And having that grasp of what the market is is valuing each team at, I think is very valuable. Not fair. You basically grew up in Cincinnati, so I'm going to give you another one. How about the Chicago White Sox? So the Chicago White Sox, obviously, um, Larusa was supposed to be the problem, right? Because he falls asleep and can't manage. And they get rid of him, and then they suck even worse. And they lose 100 games last year. I believe they opened as low as like 60 and a half. Right now, what's interesting in the White Sox is there's been support for them. They're right at like 62 and a half everywhere. Um, but and I even saw 63 and a half. I believe that was at, at, at DraftKings uh, got Draft 63 Kings. and a half right now. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, and see, this is all, it's kind of like a quarterback where, you know, you're reading the defense and you're like, OK, DraftKings loves the White Sox over. All right. So now do I take their lead and do I play over 62 and a half against the Westgate or do I fade? DraftKings and say, you know what? The White Sox stink and they're going to lose 100 games again. I'm going to go under 63 and a half. But just that variance, you know what? Well, one game difference is not enough to be profitable. You really need a game and a half to like break even. But you can see you're really cutting down the VIG being able to choose between over 62 and a half or under 63 and a half. The college basketball Saturday, you had what? 140 games this past Saturday. Do you still recommend new betters specialize specialization in college basketball and football? Yes, on specific teams, absolutely. And I'll be the first to admit, Patrick, I do better betting a Monday or a Friday college basketball card than a Saturday. Oftentimes, you know why? I'm just like... I'm overloaded. I, I, I'm, I'm like short circuited. I'm like that robot and in, in, um, um, lost in space. A danger, danger, Will Robinson. Lots of bets to make. And I'm trying to find. And, you know, who's great at this? My friend Pastrami isolates it. And he's like, oh, here's here's the bets we should be making. And he can kind of cancel everything out. And I just sometimes um, my neurons are getting overloaded and I can't handle all of it. So I personally do better. And I guess I'm used to like an NFL board when there's like 15 games. I do better than when there's 88 games. Do you could you explain succinctly to the better arbitrage betting? 
Sure. So arbitrage betting is where you make two bets in opposite directions and you you put them together and they carry a positive expectation. An example would be like, I just saw this in the baseball season win market. You bet the Washington Nationals, I believe at DraftKings, Patrick, you can look this up on MLB season wins. I think they're over 66 and a half minus 105. And you could find them at 68 and a half at Westgate under 68 and a half minus a dollar 10. That's an outstanding middle. So you could have no dog in the fight. You could bet a thousand in each direction. And I'm not saying it's going to win, but it certainly has a positive expectation to have a, a two game straddle. And you're only laying 15 cents in big. 66 and a half on the Nationals. What advice can you give a better for promotional betting? Yeah, so I would pay a lot of attention when I think I think right now DraftKings has a special or they had before where you gave the code VEASAN and they gave an outstanding bonus. I'm going to give it to you. You can new customers can deposit five dollars and get a no sweat bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bet if your first bet loses. So, boom. So um, you want to make what's to prevent you, Patrick, from playing like the biggest under you want to lose. Right. So you want to play the biggest underdog money line. Is that allowed? Yeah, um, because so I, I, I would, I'd have to look at the fine print, but I don't know why it wouldn't be. So we're going to bet five dollars on DePaul to beat Connecticut. Right. And so <laughs> and then we're going to qualify for our thousand dollar free bet. And then when we get the thousand dollar free bet. It's worth 50 cents on the dollar. So if we bet a random play, it's we're going to we're going to win half the time. So we're going to get five hundred dollars or we can get clever and we can play something that has a, uh, a much bigger money line uh, associated with it. So um I personally like to go ahead and try to play something that's like anywhere from a three to one to a six to one money line dog and maximize the value. The three team parlay is, is probably best mathematically. Take your three favorite plays of the day and put it in a three team parlay. Risk that thousand dollar free bet to win six thousand. You win one eighth of the time. So, boom, it's worth seventy five cents on the dollar instead of fifty cents on the dollar. I know I'm talking quickly. Um, no, but no, no, no. We, this is why we do it. We're going to do this. At the B block of every Monday with Steve. Quick fire. Quick. Quick answers, because that's how his brain works. Dustin, you got one more for us? Yeah. uh, Strategy versus what we see with our eyes. I'm finding in college basketball, my X's and O's analysis is useless, but situations and betting strategies that pop up along the way, rebound spots, revenge spots, teams on the road. Uh, how do you balance those? I think there's nothing better than a really good team that has a bad game, right? So we look at Marquette and they get their butts kicked against Connecticut. Marquette's a top 10 solid contending team. Not a shock that they went out and annihilated um, Xavier and they annihilated DePaul, you know, after that. I think it is rarely wrong to take a true contender who has a disappointing blowout loss to back that team in a favorable situation, whether you're playing the money line, whether you're laying the points, whether you're playing an alternative spread. It seems like those spots off of an embarrassing loss of a really good team, it's almost always the right thing to do. Great question. Great answer. Circa has the yes, no prop with Purdue and UConn in the national championship. When we come back, Steve says you should usually avoid these type of bets. He'll tell you why. And I want to get to this. This is great in your notes. Let's discuss the five pillars of advantage gambling. We're going to come back with Steve and do just that. Big guy, are you satiated? Like, are you still eating? Are so you I'm going to eat during the break again. I got a big workout is, today. It's chest day. Uh, oh, chest day. You do chest you and arms? That. Chest and arms? Yeah. Beautiful. With the Brazilian trainer. More with Steve Fezzik next here. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Kings. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.